0: This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast, episode 822, Coherence of Immersion. Does human language really make as much sense as we think it does, or is this coherence an illusion bolstered by our total immersion in the medium? We certainly like to think we're making sense, but so do the characters in any fantasy novel or science fiction movie. And as readers and watchers, we go along with the odd logic, the magic, the unknown, unproven science. This is referred to as suspension of disbelief. We suspend some sort of common sense notion that what we are seeing or reading is not something we could possibly believe, and this trick of the mind allows us to temporarily believe in the unbelievable. Seems legit, but what if the division here is not so clean as theater critics like to pretend? What if We are in fact prone to believing in nonsense. Well, this certainly seems true of other people. Conspiracy theorists of every variety seem perfectly capable of believing the unbelievable, at least as it's described by anyone who isn't a part of that group. The problem is, of course, that these terms are relative when smeared across the topics of conspiracy theories and theater productions lacking a fourth wall. We do a lovely job of compartmentalizing these different aspects of experience with unsettling ease, all the while failing to see the spinal cord of human psychology that runs smoothly through each one. It's likely we compartmentalize like this, and we invent quaint terms like suspension of disbelief, because it casts us in an ideal light of control. It's as though we consciously choose to suspend certain mental faculties in order to enjoy a drama at the theater, But those conspiracy theorists holding their signs and shouting on the street corner, oh, they have nothing to do with this mental phenomenon of choice when it comes to belief. Reality seems as though it might be backwards. Instead of being in control of what and how and why we believe something, it seems our attention can become magnetized by beliefs and concepts without our explicit and conscious choice. The larger point is that all of language, or at least a huge majority of the language we use and the communication we engage in might only make sense on its own terms. Think for a moment, really, how often does language of any verbose nature really touch the brick-and-mortar aspects of reality? Certainly the shorter uses of language ping off of solid reality all the time. Did you take out the garbage? Are the kids in bed? Where is the remote? These all concern the physical orientation of reality. And luckily, their coherence is really dependent on our experience of physical reality as a shared entity. Things fall apart when we just imagine the garbage where it's supposed to be, respond that it's been taken out and then deal with the consequences later when our failure to report on the actual nature of reality is discovered. In that case, it looks as though we've lied. But the more verbose uses of language, for example, this very post and episode, can and should be questioned about the way it makes sense. You might understand each sentence in turn and find the larger point brightening in your mind, but to what degree do these words touch base with solid, verifiable reality in a way that the earlier questions do? Certainly far less. These words could, in reality, be spinning a cognitive fiction. Of course, Isn't this what we're always trying to do when we build an argument or a case to try and convince anyone of anything? How persuasive do the words really need to be if the argument regards some facet of brick and mortar reality that we can touch and see? Given the amount of dissension and disagreement that perpetually abounds and resounds throughout culture, the answer seems to be that we need to speak very persuasively about obvious things. Now that doesn't sound quite right but at the same time it paints an accurate picture of our discourse. So what's going on? Perhaps it's the discourse itself that contains the problem, not the way we use it, but the medium itself, language. Each word, after all, is a concept, and not the thing it refers to, like boat. The word boat, as you hear it or see it on a page, is a piece of reality that isn't actually connected in any direct way to a thing that floats in the water that you might use to travel. The connection exists indirectly, through our minds, as they exist in the form of a network that hosts all these words. What if that network of words has attributes that allow it to become untethered from physical reality? It certainly seems to be the case. And we don't have to point at hot opinions about the current state of public discourse. We need only think of Harry Potter or Star Wars or Game of Thrones. These are primarily vast constellations of words that purposefully separate from reality that we experience on a day-to-day basis. The proof is in the pudding in that you can drown in these fictional puddings. Huge swaths of time pass while you immerse yourself in a fantasy world and quite literally forget about the real world, all because of language. So how do we assess the language that's being used around important topics? How do we ensure that we don't talk each other into a mutually crazed la-la land that leaves the bunch of us walking off the edge of a cliff without noticing as we describe an endless ground that we can trick ourselves into seeing? Language and communication is always at risk of this sort of mistake. The only safeguard consists of a counterintuitive practice. We must regularly seek to separate emotion from language in order to inspect the meaning that is being conveyed across the planes of communication. It's the emotionally-laden language that can turn our minds into hot balloons that rise unanchored off into an unreality that blinds us more and more from what's going on. When we shuck the emotional resonance from these words we use, we begin to see them in an honest light, one untainted by momentary swings of feeling. And this practice, this discipline, is something that Tinkered Thinking continually attempts to achieve by dissecting the words and concepts we use, not with a heavy or hot heart, but with a placid wonder and a curiosity that is not afraid to question even itself. This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinkered Thinking Podcast valuable, And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context.